0: I feel like the world lies to the everyday business owner by telling us that business has to be complicated. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I know that it's not true. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I actually feel like it's harder to make sales and it's harder to build a profitable business when you overcomplicate the entire thing. And so that's why I'm passionate about simple business models
1: marketing hacks, branding, and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. And today I am joined by my friend, Brooke Jefferson. She is just a rock star when it comes to creating content. She has very successful businesses. Her photography is outstanding. I just love consuming her content on Instagram. I'm always excited to see the pictures that she does. But today we are going to focus on simple business model plus quarterly plans to make more sales. I really think that this is a very strong suit for Brooke. So welcome to the show, Brooke. I'm really excited for what you have for us today.
0: Hey, Allison. Thank you for allowing me to come on your show and jam about topics that just excite me.
1: Yes, I'm excited. And before we get into my questions today, because I just love to learn other people's perspectives on pretty much how to make their business simple, because I think we're in a world of overcomplicating it right now. But before we get into that, I would love for you to introduce yourself to my audience and then let us know what you do and tell us a little bit about your new podcast,
0: ok. Yeah. So my name is Brooke Jefferson, and I wear a lot of hats. i think I think that is probably the best way to introduce myself. i I'm a serial entrepreneur have my hands in a lot of things, multiple businesses. But uh, first and foremost, I am a believer, a wife, a mom to two kiddos who thankfully are old enough to go to school right now. So that's saving my sanity for now. Um, Yeah. And I've been a photographer for almost nine years now. And out of that business, I decided to start coaching other photographers how to go full-time with their businesses. And I've been coaching on that particular thing now for about three and a half years. And then um, more recently, really just talking about business in general, really for anyone, online business owners, anyone that uh, really just aligns with owning a business and is pretty faith-led. So it's it's been a roller coaster, but that's what entrepreneurship is and i'm just trying to i'm just trying to live that up so here we are <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i love that and brooke and i kind of go back a couple of years her and i have been on the journey of building our podcast she has now just recently launched the five is it the five star bo- podcast yes yeah,
0: yeah five star business podcast the yeah.
1: five star business podcast so she knows what she's doing when it comes to podcasting but her and i have been together you know, here and there and just watched each other's businesses grow. We know what it's like to be on the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, but we were emailing each other back and forth before we got on this interview. And one of the topic ideas was uh, simple business model. And I was like, ooh, she's got me at simple business model. So I want to know more about it. So I'm going to let you pretty much get up on your soapbox per se. And just tell us about your simple business model and how we can incorporate that into our business.
0: Okay. So I'm really excited that you mentioned podcasting because that's really where we met each other and were able to watch each other grow their businesses through podcasting. And podcasting is a huge part of my simple business model, uh, which we'll get into the specifics here in just a little bit. But I feel like the world, lies to the everyday business owner by telling us that business has to be complicated. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I know that it's not true. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I actually feel like it's harder to make sales and it's harder to build a profitable business when you overcomplicate the entire thing. And so that's why I'm passionate about simple business models. And then one other thing that I want to say to you before we get into what is a simple business model is that there are there's really no right way to build your business. Um I think that yes, you can take bits and pieces of what everyone says, but the best way to run your business is the way that feels best to you. I know it's so cliche, <laughs> but it's so true because you can tell me all day long that I should, you know, do I'm trying to think of something that I don't enjoy doing, but oh, making reels all day long and then also doing webinars and all these things. But if I don't align with that, and that's not really what I prefer doing, or what I enjoy doing, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do it very good. And I also am not going to show up for that. So I think first, before we say any of this, like you have permission to build your business in whatever way that you want to, but also the simpler you can make it, the better you are going to be able to show up for your business and, and make more sales that way. So when I Think of a simple business model. I really like to include five main pieces here. And so the first one is long form content. The second one is a community builder. The third is a list builder. The fourth are your offers. So what you're actually selling. And the fifth thing is your marketing system. So I feel like if we can focus on these five pieces of our business, we're good to go. And anything extra is just like sprinkles or a cherry on top of our business. So thoughts on that, Allison?
1: (laughs) I love this so far. First of all, going back to allowing yourself to build your business your way, like amen to that. A year ago, I was loving reels. Today, I don't love them anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. A year ago, I was putting myself everywhere. All over every single platform because I felt that I had to have my foot in the door because everyone was telling me to have my foot in the door today. uh, Right now, I I don't have a Facebook group. I don't feel that I'm serving it very well. I'm not on LinkedIn. I don't care about LinkedIn. Could I get potential podcast guests from there? Yes, potentially. But I feel that if I am forcing myself to put all this energy, and to other things that I truly don't care about, I'm really not serving the people that need my help because then I am not showing up with the energy. I'm not fe- feeling fulfilled. I'm not ready to serve them in a way where if I'm just spending a little time where I like to be, but most of my energy is doing what I love to do, then I'm way better off. So I'm so glad that you said that, but the five pieces to your simple business model is your long form content. I'm so glad you said that. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. A community builder and then list building your offers and then your marketing plan, basically. Cool. Yeah. Are you going to walk us through each of those?
0: Uh, yes. A little okay. bit. Yes, I am. Just, yes, a little bit. And here's, here's the cool thing. As I'm saying this, I'm giving you choices. Guys, you have choices throughout this entire conversation. So it's not a one, two, three, four, five, now go do it and you know get off right. with it. No, it's here's your choices, right? So at the very top is long form content, okay? So for me, this is my podcast. I've already said it. It's probably not shocking to you. Allison's is a podcast. So basically what you have to choose from here is podcasting. YouTube videos, if that's YouTube channel, if that's what you want to do, or blogging. Those are the main three that I like to say as long form content, because those are typically the three that I'm seeing online business owners choose from. Um, And it really is up to you. And so hear me out just because I'm podcasting and you're listening to this podcast doesn't mean that you have to if you don't like public speaking you don't like recording you don't like the sound of your voice if you're (laughs) like yeah no I'm better at like actually writing out words then go blog there's no shame in that blogging is not dead YouTube is certainly not dead and neither is podcasting. so that's it so the first thing is you just need to commit to which one of these long form content avenues fits best with my personality my energy levels and things like that. So I will tell you, mine was a toss up between podcasting and doing a YouTube channel. The reason I ultimately decided not to do a YouTube channel is because I'm very basic. I don't want to get ready every single day. I don't want to batch content by having my appearance matter. I didn't want to have to get all the equipment ready and then find an editor and all of these things for YouTube. So for me, it just naturally didn't make sense. But for you, if you're like, well, one, I could definitely see myself doing this or two, I could ultimately Um, or I think that this would be the best way to teach people like to build authority in my space. If you're very visual, I know a lot of photographers like doing YouTube channels to teach people stuff, then that would make sense. But again, I'm giving you a choice. But here's the thing. The the reason that long form content is number one is because from here, everything else flows, everything else that you are going to do. And I know Allison feels the same way um, because I heard her talk about something similar recently. And so that's why I was like, Oh yeah, she's, she's going to geek out on this with me. So (laughs) that is long form content. Now, as I talk about this example in a little bit, as I'm going to walk you through an exercise here in a little bit, um, I'm going to use podcasting as an example, but please just replace it with whatever that is for you. So that is long form content. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the second thing is your community builder and what I mean by a community builder is it is that place where from the long-form content, you're now going to be able to uh, talk back and forth, right? So our long-form content really is a one-way method of communication. So you get listeners or viewers or readers, and now we want to open up that conversation to be a two-way conversation. So your community builders can look a lot of different things. I will say the most popular is a Facebook group. That is the most popular. But that's not the only one. You can also build your community through your Instagram if you wanted to. You could build your community off of um, social media. I, there's, I know there's like Mighty Networks so or there's a bunch of different ones. You can also build your community in person, depending where you're at. There's lots of networking options. And then of course, you can use your email list, which goes with this next thing that I'm going to say. But your community builder could also just be just email marketing as well. So you start with your long form content, and then you flow into your community builder. And then that partners perfectly with your list builder, which I think that this is the one thing that I would say, I feel like almost everyone probably needs to do this and that is to build your email list. And we could go on and on and on with all these episodes on why we believe in email marketing, but the number one reason really is because it's the only place where you're not gonna wake up one day and everything's gonna be deleted and just gone, okay? So (laughs) I think it's really important for you to be sold out to email marketing. Even if you're only emailing your people once a month, it's somewhere for you to start. And so your list builder are going to be the things that bring people on your email list. So you've heard it before. These are lead magnets or challenges or checklists or masterclasses. Um, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this too whenever we're mapping out our quarterly exercise here. Um, and then that flows into your offer. So this is typically the place where people want to start first is let me build an offer and then I'll build everything else. Well, sometimes that's okay. And sometimes that works out. but more often than not, you start with your long-form content and you get an audience, right? You do your long-form content, you have your community, and then you have this list builder so that you can market research and really get to know your audience and figure out what do they want from you. Then you can build an offer that actually sells. And then your final piece from there is your marketing system, which is, okay, how do I rinse and repeat all of this And also, how do I take bite-sized pieces from the long-form content that I already made at step number one and then distribute that out to the places that I want to show up in? So that is a very bird's eye view of the five steps of the business model.
1: I love that. And I want to go back to the second one because I want people to really understand when we go back to community building... Yes, Yes, you can use social media to do that. And that's also a part of your marketing system, taking bite-sized pieces from a podcast episode, a a blog, and you're kind of sharing it maybe in Facebook, maybe if you're on LinkedIn (laughs) and Instagram and all that. But I I want people to understand that community building is not the simple act of slapping a post on Instagram. It's not. Okay. That's posting and ghosting. That may be, you know, part of your marketing process where once a week you're going to talk about your podcast episode on Instagram. That part is not community building. Community building for me, especially on Instagram, is getting into my stories, talking to them, and asking them questions. I'm being informative, I'm asking them questions, I'm taking polls, I'm asking them, are, are, is this what you're struggling with in your business or this is how it's going for me? I'm showing them behind the scenes of what it's really like to do an episode or getting ready to film as I sit here in my pajamas and the dog at my feet with my fingers crossed and she doesn't bark. Like I, I want people to really understand that community building is actually speaking to your audience. And it might not be verbal. It might be through the DMs. It might be through the comments or in your Instagram stories or in a Facebook group. You have to get in there and you actually have to interact with yeah. them. It's not just slapping content up and hoping for the best and never really getting to know them.
0: Right. Um. This This part for me is the community builder is also like conversation. Where are you having the conversation? So if you're If you're thinking, oh, I can just batch all my content and just let all the posts go up in a Facebook group, but you're not there to actually comment back to people and have that conversation. That you're missing out on the community building. The community building, what you're saying does not happen by just throwing some good content out there and having some likes and whatever. It actually is, you've got to have conversations because you've got to get to know people. And that, I truly think that's one of the reasons why I have been so successful in my businesses is because I'm like sold out to having the conversations, getting to know people and really building that community. Whereas other people, they may struggle there. And, you know, and there's, that's okay. Like you can struggle there, but you also have to find what works best for you, which is why I didn't want to just give uh, the Facebook group as an example. But yeah, so like, I, I'm also going to give my overview of what I use for each thing, just to give an example here in a moment. Um, But again, choices, it's choices. Like, where do you want to have the conversations on, on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yes. I love that. So give your examples of how you do each.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my long form content is my podcast. My community builder is my Facebook group. But also I will say I also do this in my Instagram stories and DMs as well. And we're pretty much sharing content back and forth. So we usually theme it. Um, And then my list builder is I use masterclasses and one PDF download mainly for how I get people onto my list. My offers, my main offers right now in this season of my life would be my signature course and then coaching. So this, it just depends on like how, what capacity people need you in, what container and what you're giving Um, And then for my marketing system, we literally are taking the podcast and we are just redistributing that into the weekly emails and Instagram stories and feed posts and community building questions to get that conversation going.
1: And it's also okay to take some of your offers as well and put that into your marketing plan. Like it's totally fine to have a post on, hey, I got a brand new freebie. And I think you're, you know, you're really going to dig this content and, you know, go grab the link or whatnot. So yes, just want to make sure that that was in there. So I love this business model. And here's when you really think about it, it is simple. Like you just have to simplify your own process. And just stop watching what everyone else is doing and think that you have to do it. And I think a lot of times we get stuck into watching everybody on, especially social media, and it's a, just a massive highlight reel. You're not really seeing the struggles and they claim to have all the success, but do we truly know what that success is? Or they're going to say, oh, I'm a six-figure earner, but like, is that all profit? Are you wasting money on the back end of your business? So. Don't get stuck in that trap of comparing your business and your systems to what you think other people are doing. And you think that they are super successful. I think we have to simplify it. And again, we have to be okay with what we do every single day. (laughs) We can't just do something that someone else is saying to do it and think that's going to give you the success. Like you have to find that daily joy, that daily happiness as you're going through the journey to actually build your business. Now I wanna go back to long form content for just a bit because I think in today's world, I think a lot of people are depending on social media to build their business. And now they're understanding, whoa, I need long form content. What advice would you have for them if they just don't know where to start? If they just don't know how to figure it out? If they look at all the things like, I'm not a good writer, I can't imagine starting a podcast and I'm not getting on video, like walk us through, like, how can they kind of go through like the mind shift of figuring out what works for them?
0: So one of the, one of the main things that I really want someone to like lock in and understand is you can't just be like another blended voice with all the other voices out there that are trying to sell your offers. There has to be something about you to where you are in authority or you are starting to build yourself up as an expert in this particular area. And I know that word expert makes everyone run for the hills because it's just such imposter syndrome. But all you need to do, and, and I, I mean, seriously, like sit on this, is you just need to be two to five steps ahead of the person behind you. That's it. That, that's it, right? No one's asking you to be 25 plus years experienced ahead of them because at that point, we're no longer relatable. You know right. what I mean? And so it's just a couple steps. And so while you, while we all want to do nothing, right? Like we don't want to work. We don't want to show up in certain capacities. One of these three things, at some point, you're going to get way more out of investing and going in the form of one of these options than constantly selling yourself out and running yourself ragged through social media because that one post that you took two hours to write and you thought that was gonna be the thing and now you're super disappointed why it only has 45 reactions and like two comments. Yeah, we've we've all been there. So I think it's important for you to really look at this. You have options, right? But I really think that one of the three you need to commit to no matter what. Reason being is that you you need an authority builder. And one of these three methods is going to help you do that. So again, honestly, you just have to pick one. This is kind of just the kick in the pants part of the episode where you either do it or you don't and you stay stuck with where you're at. That's your option.
1: Yeah. And I think too, what people need to realize your long form content that is going to live on. And that will maximize your visibility and your exposure. That post, like Brooke said, that you spent two hours writing, it's forgotten about tomorrow. It is buried now in, in the feed and in the algorithm. It's gone. It's done. People have moved on. Where if you have your own long form content, it is yours. You own it. It is going to live on and be evergreen forever. And it will really maximize your visibility. So while that post gave you immediate gratification. And I think that's where we are too in our heads. We want that immediate gratification, but we have to understand that our long form content is going to work for us in the long run and help us build our businesses further out. So would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. And I was just going to give some social proof here with that as well is I started my photography podcast. So like I said earlier, I have two podcasts. My other, my OG podcast is the (laughs) Book More Clients Photography Podcast. And I started that back in April of 2019. And I still have people to this day going all the way back and listening to episodes from years ago. And that is ultimately what persuades them to join my signature course or do one-on-one coaching with me. And so that's what we're talking about. Yes, sometimes when I find someone new on Instagram, I'll scroll back a couple of times on their feed, but listen, it's getting me to like March of 2022, okay? It's October, so I didn't even get very far. So that's something that you need to remember as well. But I'm telling you, once you go all in with long form content, give it a few months let it build up its momentum and then here we are i'm in 2022 and i'm talking about things that i did in 2019 that are converting into clients and sales for me so it's it's totally worth it even if it does take some hard work in the beginning
1: absolutely i totally agree now i want to jump to cuz you teased us with quarterly plans and how to yeah. map that out so what does your quarterly plans look like that brings you sales
0: Yes. So again, everything is super simple. So I'm literally going to walk you through this exercise, give you examples along the way, and this might help you determine and answer the question, well, what is my content supposed to be about? That's kind of why we do this exercise. And the other thing too, so we don't have time for this part, but I do want to say, because you kind of were leading into this earlier, is One of the things you need to pay attention to are your numbers and not what everybody else is doing. And so what do you need to bring in? What do you need to profit each month to sustain your business and your personal lifestyle at home? And once you know your numbers, you can align it perfectly with this quarterly exercise, and then you're basically predicting what you need to do in order to hit those numbers. And I'm a huge, huge numbers uh, fanatic. I <laughs> love talking about numbers, so maybe another day, another episode. But um, for this, so this is, this is basically how can i look at 12 months bird's eye view of my business and just get an overview and know where to start so that i know what kind of long-form content topics i'm supposed to be creating so you can do this on a sheet of paper you can do this with post-it notes you can do this on a sauna that's what i use it doesn't matter where you do this but basically what you're going to do is you're going to create four quarters so if you're doing it on a piece of paper you're creating four quadrants on your sheet of paper so that you can see four quarters. And then same thing, if you're doing it digitally, you wanna make sure that you literally are doing quarter one, quarter two, three, and four. So, okay, so after that, there's three months in each quarter. I just wanna point that out. So don't don't forget that, because I've done this once before and been like, ah, dang it, I gotta go back and do the other two months. But anyway, um, so let's just start by looking at our four quarters, okay? So in every single quarter, there's going to be a one main focus of one of your offers. And I call this a revenue generator. So in quarter one, which is January, February, and March, and we can go ahead and let's just think into 2023 for now, okay? So in January, February, and March, what is the one offer that you want to be your main focus. The one thing that you are gonna create all of your content and your marketing to help create sales in your business. For some of you, you might only have one offer year round. That's okay, let's not overthink this. For some of you, you might go back and forth between anything from coaching to a course to a physical product. I'm not sure what that is for you, but that is for you to determine. Um, And so for each quarter, you're going to come in and you're going to write. This is my main focus of the offer that we're really trying to push out into the world. And so for me, um, right now, just in in real time, I know that for two of these quarters, I'm focusing on my photography signature course specific to photographers, and then the other two months, I'm focusing specifically on one-on-one coaching with just any business owner that just feels like they're overwhelmed with their, with their calendar and things like that. So that's what you're going to start with is identify your revenue generator, which offer you're focusing on for each of those four quarters from there. Then now here's where we're going to look. And within each quarter are those three months. Okay. And so in each month, your goal is to write like one, two, three, four, Within each month, okay. So for January, you're gonna write one, two, three, four. February, one, two, three, four, and so on. Okay. Now, what what does one, two, three, four stand for? These are your long form content topics. And so, just to simplify all of this, is I know that I'm going to have a minimum of one piece of long form content each week. So, like I said, I'm gonna use my podcast. So I know in January. I'm going to have four podcast episodes that are related to the offer I'm talking about. And you're going to do this for each month in each quarter, okay? So if you, I just recommend at minimum, whether you're doing YouTube, blogging, or podcasting, that your minimum is four. So one one weekly piece of content. Now, you don't have to fill that out yet. I just wanted you to know what those were for. Then there's one more thing that I want you to also add to each So there are going to be three little focuses so you have your overall offer, and then you know you need to create topics that lead to your offer but there's also three little bitty focuses in each quarter not each month each quarter okay so in quarter one, you're going to have what's called a visibility focus, a project focus and a sales focus. And I promise I'll break this down. I know it starts to get complicated when I start saying all this (laughs) out loud, but I promise like if you do this exercise and you pause me on this episode and do each step, it will make so much more sense, okay? So you, so basically each quarter, you're going to have these three different areas of focus. So let's talk about what what is visibility? What is visibility? This, all I'm saying is I want you to find one way to grow your leads every single quarter, okay? So for example, for quarter one, maybe it's the beginning of the year and you wanna focus on building your email list, okay? So awesome, that's gonna be, you're getting email leads, amazing. Another one could be maybe in quarter two, You want to focus on increasing your podcast downloads or your YouTube video views. And so that's going to be your visibility focus. And then, just an example, probably none of us here yet, but maybe your visibility focus is hey, I want to try in quarter three to run ads. Amazing. Okay, awesome. Okay, so from your visibility focus, it tells you what your project focus is. Okay, so for visibility, if you are growing your email list in quarter one, then your project could look like creating a new lead magnet and then writing the email sequence, all right? And then for your sales focus, Um. so, okay, so for project focus really quickly, just so I don't lose anybody, Your project focus is usually always tied to your visibility, and it's usually something that you need to do in the back end. So it's nothing that your clients need to see. It's just something that you know you need to do. So sometimes your projects can look like updating your website, redoing your client experience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then the last one is a sales focus. So remember that offer that you picked in each quarter? Well, now you need like a sales booster. You can call it a sales booster if you want to. How am I going to boost sales for this particular thing? And so this can look a couple of different ways as well. So you could have, uh, you could run a sale or you could add a bonus. You could, uh, do some type of a live launch with the masterclass or a challenge, or you could rely on affiliate sales for a particular quarter. So. That is how you get your overview, and then once you know what all your focuses are, what offers you're doing, then you can go back to your topics and really figure out what am I creating with my content. Which I have, I'll have some tips for that too. But I don't want to overwhelm you, so let's just end here uh, and get some feedback from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I want to go back, and I just kind of want to recap because yep. you probably saw me; I was taking like lots and lots yep. of lots. So quarterly plans, you need to look. At the year, divide it into four quarters. Now, I'm a very visual person. Yep. So I would probably have a big sheet of paper out and I would be drawing four massive boxes.
0: Yep. Same. For,
1: I would title each box my main focus. What is my main offer? Because that's how I'm going to drive sales eventually, right? <laughs> And then within that box within one box I'm going to divide it into 3 months. Yep. Each month I need to identify my four pieces of long form content and I need to make sure that the topics relate back to my main focus for the quarter. Yep. So that's the overall and then kind of like behind the scenes of what's working within each quarter, you're going to have, I'm, I'm going to call them the three little booster focuses. It's going to help boost everything that you're doing. You need to have a vi- visibility focus or a visibility booster. How are you going to boost your visibility? And it could be maybe you're, like you said, well, I, the way I'm going to do it is maybe I want to grow my leads right? Maybe I want to be a guest on people's podcasts. That's another great way, right? So then that leads into your project. What project do you need to do to get the visibility booster? So if it was going to be a lead magnet, you need to create a lead magnet. If you want to be a guest on podcasts, you need to start pitching yourself. So you need to be getting into those emails. And then last but not least is the sales focus, how will I boost sales? So how will I, you can do maybe sales bonuses, affiliates, anything like that. You may want to put together a masterclass, something like that. So if you are going to one way to grow leads and you're going to do a lead magnet, you can actually create a masterclass built around that lead magnet, which leads into sales.
0: Yep. You can. Yeah. That was a perfect (laughs) overview. That was good.
1: Awesome. Great. I love it. So did you have content ideas you wanted to share of how to put this all together?
0: So, yeah. So just a couple, just a couple tips for your content. So again, if you're blogging, these are your blog titles. You're just kind of like, you're just brainstorming on, here's what I'm going to hit on. And this is, I mean, this literally is my podcast topic process. So I just want to give you a couple of places and a couple of ideas on where to pull this content from. The first one is you know, that community builder that you have um, that has people that are listening or that may listen. And this, I know in the beginning, it takes a little bit of extra work and a little bit of guesswork for you to get it going. But once you're consistent, um, you're going to have this community builder and you're going to be able to ask them market research questions. You're going to be able to have group questions or um, on your email list, you're going to be able to say, reply back to me and blah, 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 and answer this question. Right. And so, you are, you're getting these topic ideas from your community builder. And I use this every single month in my business. So there's just so many ways. So that's the first place is go back to your community and your list builder and get some, like ask them, ask, ask them, what are you struggling with? When it, when you think about insert your topic, your niche, what is the number one hangup you're having, right? You just ask questions and then you create uh, content off of that. The other place is you can Google, you can Pinterest, like what's the first thing that pops up when you type in your niche? What are the questions in other people's groups or or Instagram that other people are talking about that you also want to talk about? And so I think just brainstorming and, and going to these other places that is a part of your business model to come up with the content. And then a couple other things when it comes to your offer specifically, and this is one thing that took me a long time to learn is when it comes to your offer, all the cutesy how-to stuff, that's really good and that's awesome. But if you're doing that all the time, there's no need for your offer. Um, And so when it comes to your offer, what is keeping people from not investing in your offer? Talk about those objections. Talk about the mindset issues. Talk about the fears. There should be at least one or two every single month that you're addressing from a mindset perspective. And then you can come in with a tactical strategy perspective on the other two topics. So this goes so many different ways, but when it comes to content, just take it back to market research, Know who your ideal target market is and then um just be creative and, and think what do they need to know so that they'll be two steps closer to needing my offer and actually buying my offer.
1: That was so juicy, so good. <laughs> and I want to go back to really using the questions that your audience is asking because I did I just did this like a month ago where I had a really good business friend send me a DM, like, hey tell me about these pin posts on Instagram. Like I know how to do it, but like what pin, what post am I supposed to put there? And I went, people don't know this. I was like, number one, that's a great question. I answered her question. I go, and thanks for my next um, podcast episode. I go, and that's what I did. I created a podcast episode on it, but within that episode, I made sure that I pointed them to a freebie to help them with creating content for Instagram. Like it was a win-win. So I use that long form content, took bits of it, shared it. But then I also had a call to action to build my email list. So it all, once you get into the practice of doing this, it'll eventually flow and it will be simple. And I just want the audience to know, you do not have to nail this from day one. Right. And I think, and maybe this has happened for you, your quarterly plans, because this is how I am. You may come up with You know, the 2023 plan. And in quarter one, quarter two, you might look at it and go, "Mm, based on my audience, based on my market research, I think I'm going to shift my main offer. I need to move things around. That's okay. It's not written in stone. Like I do it all the time, I shift things. I don't know how many times a month.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and here's the secret, it should, it should change. Yeah. If you're gonna sit down in November, December of 2022 and start mapping out 2023. Um, this is something that you need to come back to. This isn't write it out on a piece of paper and then lose it somewhere. This is write it out on on your paper, get it in your digital, whatever app you wanna use. So you can go revisit it over and over and over again. And then the next time you sit down and you're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something today, but I don't know what it is. Go back and look at, okay, this is how you figure out. This is how you work backwards in business is figuring out, here's my goal. Here's the focuses now, what are the individual like actual tasks that I'm supposed to be doing or outsourcing to a team or a virtual assistant?
1: I love that, and I, I just want to point out too, because I've been guilty of this because we're getting to the end of the year. everyone's going to get out their you know, I don't know, their big poster boards and do like their vision boards. I'm not a fan of vision boards because I, then I stop looking at it. It becomes invisible to me. so what I have done in my business is I make sure once a week I actually plan it out like I like a CEO day and I have it written in there, review your plans, look at your goals, just at least read them and look at them because I want to make sure that they're still aligned with me. I want to make sure that I still feel good about them. And I think that's what people do. They make these massive big plans. They put it up. Maybe they'll tape it to the back of the door, but then they open that door and they don't look at it for six months. And then they look back and go, what have I been doing? So I think not only building it out and review, you know, you have this beautiful plan, but you have to review it. And I think we just have to have those honest check-ins. And if you're not going to do it every week, but at least like twice a month, look at those.
0: For sure. I love yeah. it. Um, And you described my January 2022 self, because I made all these plans, like went to a goal setting workshop. And I also teach my students how to do this too. And it was honestly, there were several reasons, but a, like I closed the notebook and never looked at it again, but also God called me on a completely different path. And so there's a lot of reasons on why you like won't see it, but usually it's ourselves. We do it once and then we shove it in a drawer and we just don't open it again. So I agree. Like, I think it needs to be something that isn't just like, oh, this was a fun episode. Like I loved what Brooke and Allison had to say, but um, I'm going to do this and I'm never going to look at it again. Like make it a part of your practice to check in on it on a monthly basis, at least, especially if you're working toward quarter one and quarter two.
1: I love that. Awesome. Brooke, this was just uh, an amazing episode today. I know my audience is probably going to be scribbling so many notes. They're going to have to listen to this over and over So I definitely want my audience to connect with you. So where can they connect with you? And please tell us again, the name of your new podcast.
0: Yeah. So I would actually invite, my goodness, I'm like losing my voice. I'm sorry. We've been jamming out on awesome stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so I think the number one place for you guys to come get connected to me would be on Instagram. It's at Brooke Janae Jefferson, Um, but also my podcast. If you loved this, there's two episodes that came to my mind for you to do a continuance on, Um, and one of those episodes is all about how to set goals for your business in a biblical way. If that's you, you're still going to be able to take something away from it, but I think that will help you pair it with your quarterly plan as well. So I think that episode would be really helpful. And then um the second one is I actually give you ways to create more leads. So I think all three together will give you an amazing business plan and you'll have plenty to do because I love I love tangible, practical action steps.
1: That's awesome. I love it. And I will make sure that all of your links are in the show notes and Brooke, thank you so much for just an awesome conversation today.
0: Of course. Thank you so much.